Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome to episode 393 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. I hope everyone had a wonderful, uh, blessed, and very filling Thanksgiving holiday. Um, of course, also as extension of what we talk about on this channel when it comes to physical media, I hope everyone had also a very effective Black Friday shopping as well. I was able to pick up some various 4K items to be able to feature on future giveaways for the giveaways channel over on the Discord. Very excited about having those in the coming days and weeks ahead, as of course everyone who has bought anything on Black Friday knows, especially with these new online sales, sometimes they sell way more than what they have available, and so you have to make maybe a what wait maybe a month maybe even two months in order to actually get the items themselves and so I was able to get that I was able to get a couple of other things on sale as well that I'm pretty excited about uh, home theater stuff and and a couple other things one thing I actually got today was going to try and get it set up before the stream and unfortunately I'm having some technical issues if anyone's ever played around with what's called mocha adapters basically it's not coffee it's what allows you to use your coaxial cable line basically as an ethernet gateway um, or rather the pass ethernet signal through your coaxial system I'm having issues with it recognizing it so now I've got to figure out okay what's causing the problem uh, where do I go to actually get it fixed but anyway there I thought oh I could get all of this done right before the stream because we just came back from Pensacola, which is about a six hour drive and going down was quite easy. was able to make some pretty good time uh, coming back up. Not so much because there's just a, there was a lot of traffic because of accidents. And by the time we got to the accidents, they were gone, which just means it was probably a lot of people just rubbernecking, right? Just staring at the accident as things went by. So yeah, let's just say that made that made Odin a very, very frustrated Odin because if there's one thing Odin can't stand, it's when he's he's going on a nice pace, making good time, and then he runs into something beyond his control and is not able to get to the finish line in the time that had originally been allotted. But anyway, thank you again, everyone, for joining us today. Make sure you smash the like button on YouTube. Light up the fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. Smash the rumble button. We got King Kang Rumshki. Hanging out over there saying the Christmas lights are going up in my neighborhood. Yeah, indeed. Now that we are past Thanksgiving, it is definitely a much more appropriate time for those types of things to start to happen. Tomorrow, everybody, first Sunday of Advent. So a blessed start of Advent as well. To everyone out there, you'll start to see the lights change to purple on most days in celebration of, of Advent. Tonight, though, we are going to be talking about a few things, right? Obviously, going to go through some of the things going on in uh, the world of the box office. The fact that Black Panther Wakanda Forever has passed $600 million worldwide is very likely to get very close to $700 million by the end of this weekend once we actually get the international update for the weekend. It's doing very, very well. Just as I had predicted and projected it to do, it has now surpassed at the same point of release that you had uh, for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. So it is now past where it was at the same point in its release by about 20 million. I told you that that was going to happen over Thanksgiving because obviously there are a lot of people off from school, a lot of people off from work, and that's just a natural thing that tends to happen. These films will make just a little bit more. Now, there might be some to say and point out, well, compared to other Thanksgivings, it's not really all that great. Yes, that might be true, but we're looking at the overall numbers. We're looking at the big picture item here, and the big picture is that right now the film is set and is pacing 
to be able to get well past $800 million when all is said and done. And I would say $850 million is definitely within its sights as a minimum. And that's around $100 million more than what we saw for Thor, Love, and Thunder. And this is before actually even having the international numbers, because if the international numbers end up being much better, as they were last weekend, for instance, um, if they end up being better than what's being projected, then you could actually see that number tick up a little bit as well. We also have a new film that just came out, and I've already seen a bunch of videos being dropping for this film, and that is the new movie Strange World. And to no one's surprise, it flopped. And the reason why it flopped is not because of what might some people might be trying to say. If anyone tells you it's flopping because it's woke, okay, that is just such an oversimplification, and it drives me nuts. Because, yes... It is the fact that they have within their story, and they didn't really have it in their marketing either, an LGBTQAI plus P, whatever the letters and acronym is now, character and relationship being portrayed. Yes, that is apparently part of the story. But is that the sole reason as to why, or the, even the primary reason as to why the film's not doing well? No. It's because Disney released a movie in the third week and during Thanksgiving of a massive Marvel film called Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And so it was already, even if the film had been good, e even if the film was revolutionary because of the technology being used or the story was, was amazing and, and was getting people to go out to go see it and families are going out to see it, guess what? It, it still would have struggled because it's up against some box office giants, most especially the current giant of the box office, which is Black Panther. So again, is it a part of the reason why? Sure. But it's also very bad marketing. There really wasn't a whole lot of marketing in the first place for Strange World. In fact, a lot of people haven't even heard of that, heard about it until it came out this weekend, and people started doing videos about it. So, is it flopping? Yeah, absolutely. But, again, I, I think that we need to be very careful with how we are portraying any type of narrative as to why this is the actual case itself. Because if we're going to talk about how a past of, uh, of woke ideology being put into their films has has led to an environment where a film like this could fail. There might be an argument there, maybe. But to say that that is the primary reason is just again not being very genuine. Because there are two other important qualities that have a much bigger impact: marketing for one, and really a lack of marketing, and more specifically, a lack of effective marketing. And two, it was coming out. To be thrown to the wolves. When, when they had announced that this movie was coming out over Thanksgiving. And was going to be up against the third weekend of Black Panther. Wakanda Forever. Which had a, a pretty good hold. Worldwide last weekend. It was already like okay yeah. They're, they're, they're trying to get basically as much money as they can. Because they don't know exactly where to put this movie. Because they know the film. Apparently just from what I've been seeing from reviews of it. The film just apparently isn't that good. It's not even that it's, it's, uh, that it's woke, it's, it's just that it's not even a good movie, from what I've been told. So, those are factors. Those are the things that you have to put into account. And so, what it actually is a bigger sign of is, guess what? Just because you have Disney, just because you have Disney animation next to your movie does not guarantee the film is going to do well. You actually have to, yeah, that's right, Disney, you actually have to put out good movies that people actually want to go see. And if you're going to continue to try to bank on your own name recognition and on the Marvel name recognition, I hope that you're paying attention to these numbers. Because even though I have to keep coming to the defense of Black Panther because people are, again, still perpetuating stuff about the movie, 
that I just don't think is genuine, uh, genuine is being genuine. I, I'm also not going to deny the fact that this movie should have been much better as a movie and then also therefore should have performed much better than it actually is. It's performing well, but is it performing as well as a film like this should? I, I, I would say nay nay to that. That's right. I, I would indeed say nay 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 to that. But anyway, we'll talk about that and go into the actual numbers themselves and break some things down. And maybe, just maybe, there's someone out there who's tech-savvy who can help me with the whole Mocha adapter thing because it is getting frustrating. But Kinkane Rumshki, what is going on over on Rumble? Please make sure you smash that Rumble button. He says, can you even remember the last time Disney made a good movie? Well, not that I've actually... So there was one film that I never got to see, but I heard good things about Luca. I heard Luca was actually pretty good. I The last one that I saw from them directly that I thought was much better and deserved to be treated much better was Soul. I actually thought Soul w- was was a decent film. And I was, I was sad that it got shafted by Disney. They just threw it straight on to Disney+. And compared to the other films they put out in theaters that year, it was by far a, a superior movie. And I know that my wife has seen Encanto... And she genuinely enjoyed it. So, again, I can't speak to how how I would have enjoyed it or not. Um, And I think that there might even be some people on the channel that might actually have have seen it as well. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's basically slim pickings. I mean, you you have to go back um, a year, a couple years. And even then, when we say good films, they're not nearly as good as, you know, I might say Soul was, was a good movie that I enjoyed a lot more than I thought I would. It's nowhere near and up. You know, it's nowhere near some of the very best of the best Disney films or Disney Pixar films. So, yeah, I think it's incredibly important for us to to keep those in mind. So, Kinkane Runchke, thanks for hanging out over on Odyssey, or rather over on Rumble. Uh, Abomination, tad to say, but Strange World has a disabled dog. Isn't that everything people want in a movie? That's what, for some reason, that's what they think people want in a movie. I was actually watching some World Cup soccer. For any World Cup soccer fans out there, hey, I've been watching along as well. I don't really have a dog in the fight. I'm obviously going to be, you know, for Team USA. Because at least I can't tell right off the bat. It doesn't seem like the U.S. men's soccer team really has much of a political agenda, which is, again, quite refreshing to see as compared to the, you know, women's U.S. soccer team, which is insufferable, to say the very least. So that's kind of nice. Um... It was a really cool uh, draw match between uh, them and, and England. Uh, so watching that was actually really awesome. Um, but anyway, all, all that suffice to say that it, it's been fun to to keep up with those things. But what I thought was interesting was that at the very beginning of one of those games, it actually said, please rise if you are able for the singing of the national anthem of this. And I was thinking to myself, I understand what they're trying to do with it. But then it's it was also quite it was again that that slight change because you typically only hear please rise for the singing of the national anthem, and now it's like they've added in the please rise if you are able, because we we can't be ableist right we can't be ableist oh what if someone can't stand, then 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 they won't. It's not like someone saying you must stand even if you can't. Anyway, that's one thing I noticed. <laughs> That's one thing I noticed at the very least. Maybe there's some things that y'all had noticed uh, on y'all's end. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and dive into the YouTube chat. We got Lance Mala in the chat. What's going on, Lance? 
says, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Are you going to catch a little bit of the Survivor Series this weekend? Anything capture your interest in wrestling the past few weeks? Probably won't because, as I said, I'm, I'm really just done with the WWE. Um, I, I've been you know, following a little bit of the return of Bray Wyatt. That's the only thing that interests me in any way whatsoever. I'm not really intrigued by the whole bloodline thing. Sami Zayn's funny, but it's just, even though I, I, will definitely think, I will definitely say it seems that the product is getting better under the leadership of Triple H, it, it still is far, <laughs> as long as you have a guy who can't actually wrestle as your main champion, who's been champion for over 400 days, which is just ridiculous and insane. Um, and then the Usos as well. Again, they're not a bad tag team, but to have a record-breaking tag team, even over the New Day, it's just uh, so stupid. Um, as long as that's going on, no thank you. I have been watching AEW. AEW's still been uh, pretty darn good. It's been interesting to see the return of the Elite. And they were in Chicago this past week, and to hear the CM Punk chants, it was interesting because there was a loud CM Punk chant for him, and then there was also a loud, uh, you know, screw you CM Punk, only using more adult language than that. Uh, Orange Eye Reviews, who is a member on the channel, says, A day of thanks is past. There's always things to be thankful for. Life, liberty, happiness, great friends. Most found this chat and others. Hope your holiday as uh, went well. Orange Eye, I hope that your holiday as well was great. And that goes for everyone out there watching. Again, hope you had a blessed and very filling Thanksgiving. Again, and you're right. It's never, it's never not a day for us to, to not be able to give thanks for something in our life. And... Also, it's it, to me, it's it's that extension of and leading up to oftentimes leading up to the very beginning of the season of Advent, which is yet also another as far as a liturgical season, a liturgical season to remind us of, OK, what are some things that maybe we need to work on, some things that we need to adapt in our own life? So obviously, I'm looking forward to that starting up tomorrow. Uh, Bruce in the chat hails you, Laura, the modern major general of the channel. Thank you very much for being here. Um, hopefully you can mod for a little bit. It's okay if you can't, though. Uh, Stephanie B and Tina B are off doing family things, so they will be out tonight. Gmonkey76 hails you. Forever Sci-Fi hails you. Kimberly G is a member. Thank you very much for joining in the chat today. We got Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington playing with cables is, is, is a job. <laughs> is a job, cable guy. Um, yes, it is, but it, it should be something that I should be able to figure out, especially when they portray it in their marketing as, oh, well, you plug one part into this end, and then you plug this into the other end, and it'll connect with itself somehow, and, and it'll work. That's how they at least made it out to seem. So maybe it's that there's somewhere in between there's an adapter that I need to get. I don't know. But right now, I'm a little frustrated because it should have been a little bit more straightforward. Let's see. Bweezy Bird, what's going on? Thank you very much for being here. Derek McManus is also hanging out in the chat. Miss Minnesota hockey fan, how about a hockey player? Gary Banjo says, on a forced holiday for 11 days due to not having a vacation all year. So great time for films and footy. Footy. Are you talking about foodie? Great times for film and food. It is 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 that what it was that what it's supposed to be? <laughs> oh man, oh man. Well, hey, I'm glad that you are having some time off. Time off is always a really fun fun thing, at least for me, at least. Uh, Soul Assassin, hail to you! Thanks for being here. Forever Sci-Fi. I hadn't even heard of Strange World until this past week. Yeah, 
I think that also will, will again, I think that comes to, that is a huge sign to me of why the film is really not doing well. Again, it has very little to do with, with being quote unquote woke. That, that definitely could be a part of it. That could definitely be something that's brought into the equation for some people when they're deciding what to watch. But a much bigger impact is lack of marketing, lack of effective marketing, and then also it being thrown into a weekend that's already packed full of other films. Uh, Alexander, what's going on? Welcome to the chat. Laura says, funny how Strange World gets a theatrical release when other good animation gets released on Disney Plus like Soul. Boom. Exactly. Yeah. Laura had actually even beaten me to it. Yeah. You look at Strange World, which isn't getting... And then the same thing actually happened with Luca, if I'm not mistaken. I believe Luca was also a straight to Disney+. And I, again, I heard I heard pretty good things about that one. Over on Odyssey, Abomination says, Please rise for the national anthem. It's very ableist. Think of all the deaf people who have no idea they announced on the speaker. Sees everyone stand and can't hear the beautiful singing voice. Of course, disabilities have always been possible, and it's now only a problem for some reason. Yeah, it's amazing how, oh, well, beforehand, are you saying that that there was... <laughs> Again, basically, it's this understanding that exists in modern culture where it's, oh, none of this existed before, right? We always make the joke that, you know, never before Captain Marvel had there been a strong, fierce female superhero warrior, you know, a strong female lead, even though we can think about, you know, several examples showing that that is clearly not true and not the case. Um, but yeah, everything nowadays has to be turned into something, some random complaint, some random, uh, you know, ideological push. And that's one of the reasons why it's really refreshing to see what is going on right now with the social media platform, Twitter. It's, it's really cool to be seeing that that is now actually becoming much more of a free speech platform, much more of a platform meant for the sharing of ideas not that it's an effective platform for sharing ideas, but at the very least that it's not just one side that's being given dominance. Now, now there's actually balance being brought to the equation. Now, it's amazing because balance is being brought to the equation and you have one side saying, well, that's not fair. You can't invite them onto this platform or allow them. Their speech is hateful. Oh, sure it is. We'll talk about that a little bit later, too. Input latency, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Great Wood is also in the chat. Rodrigo V, what's up? Rob D, time to say hello, Odin. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Right to Top Gun Maverick for Thanksgiving. You are right. It really does hold up on a small screen. And that, to me, is a sign of a good movie. Right? I, I said the fact that I was able to watch that with my wife, and my wife loved it, and she was even feeling nervous watching all of those aerial sequences, even on a much smaller screen than, the, than a theater screen. That tells me a lot, right? That tells me, okay, there is definitely something else to be said for this movie. There's definitely something to be said that this film actually is is an objectively good film. It's not something that you needed to go see in the theater, though I think you cheated yourself out of an amazing experience by not seeing it in a theater. It's luckily one that you don't have to. And that's always a good thing. It's good to have films that can hold up both in screen and you know on the big screen and also off the big screen. Uh, I know Laura is is a bit of a fan of Encanto. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no. I've had to listen to that song a few times because it's in the list of songs that come up whenever uh, Baby Thor is is in a mood. So when he's not watching Star Wars, he's in a mood and he'll listen to various songs and playlists. 
Let's see. Chris Rose, what's going on? Thanks for being here. As Laura, again, I had, I had mentioned, Laura says, Encanto is delightful. I'm glad to hear that. I like hearing that it's delightful. Just, just sounds so nice and cozy, you know? The Zesty Car. What's going on, Zesty Car? Welcome. Rosie G12, hail to you. Thanks for being here. Uh, Fiber Sci-Fi says, the U.S. men's team had an agenda, but then Qatar squashed it. Ah, okay. Oh, were they going to try to wear the rainbows? I know there were people in the stands who were going to try to do that. Um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't know what was I didn't know what the if the US men had anything planned or not. Um what I can say is that the game I watched, every single one of the players was standing with their hand over their heart. So, you know, I can I can only look and see at what's being presented, you know? Let's see. We, what's going on over on Odyssey? Thanks for being here. King Kane Rumski over on Rumble says, are you related to Bray White? It might look like it. I know that we, we definitely have similar facial hair things going on, but uh, <laughs> no relation. Kek44, what is going on? Welcome. Lance Mala says, did you finish Andor this week? Your thoughts if so. No, I, I gave up on that show halfway through it. I, I got about six episodes in. And it was so long and boring. And even though I, I know good friend Matthew Kadish, shout out to him, shout out to the Salty Nerd podcast. They did the Salty Nerd, Salty Nerd morning stream. I was not able to join this morning. So I hope the show went well. Um, should be back next week. But I, I gave up on it because it was so incredibly boring. Because it's about one of the most boring characters to ever exist within Star Wars. And they decided to make an entire show around him. And the show turned out to be just as boring as I thought everything else was. I think I saw some reporting about how apparently Star Wars Theory got attacked by a bunch of most likely bots, or at the very least Disney shills, for saying something like he, he enjoyed the writing, he enjoyed a lot of the objective elements, but said that there was something just missing that kept it from really being all that good. And and based on that, it, it just it seems just to confirm my decision in choosing to not keep on watching because I, again, I thought that it was incredibly boring and a waste of time because even though there were definitely moments where I'm like, okay, I liked the acting going on on screen. I like the general feel and tone. I don't care about any of the characters. I, I don't care about any of, of the things that are really happening on screen. I'm being told by Matthew Kadish, and again, much love to Matthew Kadish. Oh, well, you have to watch it in sets of three because that's how the director typically works. Is is he works in longer form content, and so really it's three episodes for you to get a full story arc from him. It's like, okay, well, here's the thing. The very beginning of the show, you you got the first three episodes, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. And I watched those three episodes in, in sequence, and it still didn't change anything. It, it still wasn't good. Ugh. <sighs> Let's see. Laura says, saw the menu this weekend, and it was a great dark comedy. It was great to see Judith Light in an interesting supporting role. Uh, but as usual, uh, Anya, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy was radiant. Well, I'm glad to hear that. As you know, uh, Laura and, and anyone who's watched me for a while knows, I think Anya Taylor-Joy is one of the best young actresses working in Hollywood right now. Um, I just I think she's spectacular. If you have not seen some of the stuff that she's done more recently... I, I, I highly, highly encourage it. Um, I think I actually was able to pick up a few copies of Last Night in Soho on 4K. I'm going to try and give those away because I try, when I was doing my 4K uh, Black Friday shopping, I was trying to find films both that either I, I wanted 
and or wanted to promote because they were good films that didn't get a lot of attention or traction early on. So I actually found I was able to get three copies of Nicolas Cage's film. I was able to get a few copies of Everything Everywhere All at Once on 4K as well. And, and a bunch of other stuff, too. Um, I almost lost track of the things I was able to pick up because I was, you know, choosing here and there what to what to do. So um, so that that was my mindset, though, was I want to pick up films where, um, you know, because I could have gone for the more obvious choices. But I was I just thought to myself, you know, I think I'm going to go for the ones that are a little bit cheaper. And it's because they're films that really didn't get all that much attention or that a lot of people, unfortunately, were not able to go see. And uh, and so, yeah, I, I think that that is definitely um, something that I, uh, yeah, glad to hear that, though, about Anya Taylor-Joy and The Menu. It's definitely a film that has piqued my interest um, because of the cast alone. And uh, again, typically when Laura has a recommendation for a film, it's usually something that I also agree with. Uh, we don't have the same exact taste, but we do have similar taste in certain instances. And uh, when you say dark comedy, I think, okay, I like me some dark comedy. So um, I hope that it's good. All right. See, Coliseum Builders, what's going on? Footy is Australian football. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, it's one thing if you say football or soccer. I know what you're talking about in those two instances. When you say footies, that just has a whole other connotation to it. That I don't even want to. I don't even want to. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to think about. Disgusting. Uh, everyone's laughing at me now. Laura, LOL. Footy is football, aka soccer. Thanks. Thanks. So mean. I'm being bullied. I'm being bullied by my community. I feel so hurt. You just hurt my feelings. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Gary Banjo Sandwich. We, the English, call soccer footy. And you wonder why you lost the Revolutionary War. I just want to say it. I just, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm just going to put it out there, all right? I'm all fine for football. But when you start calling it footy, it starts to make me ask questions about why the Revolutionary War took as long as it did. Just saying. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Oh, man. And I know that everyone's a big fan of football or, you know, again, as the Americans would say, soccer. Um, but I I love World Cup soccer. I, I just think it's so much fun to see countries versus countries. I mean, think about this. The USA is going up against Iran on Tuesday. Just, you know, forget the soccer for a moment and just think worldwide. The United States is fighting against Iran. Yes, it's on a soccer pitch. Yes, it's, it's you know, in a sport. But still, it's just one of those things where you're like, oh, man, there are so many other real-world things you could th throw into that matchup. And you have to imagine that there's going to be some uh, some jabbing on the field, right, of, of comments made on both sides. But, yeah, it's interesting. Let's see. Uh, for Sci-Fi, who's a member, says, sometimes you're just better off duct-taking a new cable-type to the old one and using the old one to pull the new one through the wall to where you need it. Well, as I said, this, uh, what I have, this, this Mocha adapter, it connects to the router. And then what I've been told and what the instructions say is as long you, you plug it into your, your wall coaxial cable, and then you, on the other end, on you know, at another point in the house where there's another coaxial cable, you pull the other, you put the other adapter in, 
via the coax. And then theoretically, you should then have that signal, that Ethernet signal being sent through it. That's what I was told. That's what it made it seem to be. I even double checked the outside to see, okay, is there a splitter? There is. Actually, there's already something here that is, I know, good for, you know, coaxial. It has like a POE, which, you know, point of entry uh, filter on it already. So I was like, oh, it seems like this is already kind of built for it. And even double checked to see if the splitter was uh, capable as well. And sure enough, it was. But yeah. Yeah, it was me trying to change the coax without having to spend an arm and a leg to get someone out to actually <laughs> rewire the house, which would be a whole other thing. So maybe I'm doing something incorrectly. Road Rhaegar says, did you happen to check out the Guards of the Galaxy Christmas special? That's actually pretty good. Uh, no, I, I heard, saw you and one other person mention it. Um, I, I really have no desire to watch it just because as, as we've seen really Disney plus Marvel stuff, none of it's been very good. N- none of it's been very good. And, uh, most of it has been at best the first one or two episodes and then it falling off a cliff and, and ending in a very, uh, gosh, awful way. So yeah, I haven't had a lot of interest in seeing that. Also, I've been very busy over the last few days because, you know, it's always something where when you get to holidays, especially when you're married and and you have a young one, is that typically for me as a teacher, it's like what used to have been a time for me to sleep in, relax. Nope. Now it's all about traveling to see in-laws or traveling to go see my own parents or traveling to or, or you know, very rarely. Luckily, when we when he was a lot younger, people came to us, which was very nice. Um but yeah, a lot of that holiday. So again, driving six hours down to Pensacola, driving six hours back today. Glad we were drove back today and not tomorrow because it means I guess I get a little bit of time tomorrow. But again, it, it won't be much uh, actual break time for me. So. All right. Let us see who else is here. Mark Lizeth, what's going on? Mark Lizeth, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Keely Chow, what is going on? Hail to you. Uh, everyone's doing great. Bongo says, have you watched Back to School yet? I have not. I have not. Forever Sci-Fi, whose member says, as good as it is that Twitter is improving, I'd trade that for TikTok and uh, OF being killed off. Those are far more destructive to society. What is OF? Because um, TikTok, I absolutely agree. I, I think TikTok should be nuked. In fact, if 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 Elon is able to turn Twitter around and make it to a huge profitable company, if he could then buy TikTok and then just hit the nuke button on it, I think that would do everyone a huge favor. I, I totally agree. I completely agree. TikTok is, is ruining society. And I know that because as a teacher, seeing the impact it's had on kids in the classroom, it, it it's not good. It's not good. And I know there there are a couple people on here who at the very least enjoy the fun side of TikTok, which is getting to watch the fun cat videos and stuff. But guess what? You can get that on a lot of other platforms. Uh, Instagram is is definitely an example of one. OF is a darker side of the internet. Uh, Okay, like dark web stuff. Gotcha. Oh, OnlyFans. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that that is also something that should be destroyed for sure. But then again, I have the same feeling about the in, the entire pornography industry. I think the entire industry should be gutted. Because you can say, well, freedom of expression, freedom of speech. It's like, 
Yeah, well, you want to talk about the millions of dollars that are going into human trafficking? Oh, is that a taboo subject? We can't talk about that? Oh, is that why our politicians aren't doing anything about it? Oh, are they implicated? Okay. Because ultimately, that's what it comes down to. No one wants to talk about that. No one wants to talk about that or, or the people who are, who are downright addicted. It's a real thing. Uh, let's see, Bruce says... Uh, I think they mean send uh, stand if you are able due to your political beliefs, which is how I like to look at it. And I think it's funny. No, no. Yeah. I, I could see why someone would think that, but no, it's, it's because they're, they're trying to include those that can't physically stand. And so it's one of those things where I don't inherently have anything against that because, okay, you're trying to be more inclusive, but because it's, it's being done from a place of, like, again, a place of being pressured into it to not be quote-unquote ableist, that's where I have the issue with it, you know? I have no problem with people being more inclusive. Like, there's something wrong with inclusivity. It becomes a problem when it's something that is either very clearly forced or comes across as, as being clearly forced, you know? So, Miss Minnesota hockey fan is not watching the World Cup. And again, I think anyone who is choosing not to is, is justified, either... If you don't think soccer is entertaining, hey, I, I can respect you for that because there are sports that I don't find very entertaining, like golf. I could never watch golf. I think it's the most boring thing on the planet. If you think soccer is boring, try watching grass grow. Shout out to Robin Williams for, for that great joke. Um, the invention of golf. Great set. If you've never seen how the invention of golf or how golf was invented from Robin Williams, I highly recommend it. It's a great, great set. Um, but... Yeah, I, but also, even from the political side of it, if people want to boycott it because of it being hosted in Qatar and the various human rights violations happening in that country and a lot of the questions surrounding the building of the various stadiums, and I think absolutely that is something that is uh, also worth um, you know taking into consideration as well. As you all know, I'm always supportive of people who choose to do that, right? So people who choose to uh, boycott Netflix, Disney, or other things like it, I understand. And I respect it. And I respect it. All right. Let's see. Uh, Bongo says, will you be rejoining Elon's House of Chaos? All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this for a moment. And then we'll, we'll jump into some of the box office numbers to talk about. Um, since since we've, we've gotten a good start here. And let the, let the you know comments build up a little bit. All right. So this is something that I've been thinking about uh, since Elon took over. And since the changes that have been happening on, on Twitter have been happening, and because of the fact that there's clearly an attempt to try to ensure that Elon fails, I am very much compelled to rejoin that platform. Now, I will say that it is only because of the fact it's been now, I think, three months since I first got off, since I first nuked my social media and I'm in a good place with that. I feel that it was the right decision to do, to nuke all of that stuff, because it really just wasn't good for me in many ways. So I feel like I'm in a much better position for that in general. And then also, too, with Advent starting up tomorrow, it actually is a perfect time to jump back on because it will allow me to be able to, as a part of my, my Advent practice, rejoining, but also at the same time, putting limitations not just on that, but then also on just phone usage and internet usage, usage in general. 
for those that don't know, Advent, in a, you know, similar to Lent, is also a penitential season. And so it seems like a weird time to try to rejoin the platform. But I think it's actually the best time for me because one of the issues I had with it was it just not only had, again, a mental impact on me, but also a spiritual one. And so I still want to make sure I am careful with my reintegration into that platform. But again, my motivation for rejoining is actually because I want to rejoin so that I can hopefully, once they reopen, I don't know if they've reopened it or not, that I can then pay into Twitter Blue so that I can then actually support what Elon's doing. Because I, I again, is it perfect? No. Is he perfect? No. Are, are there some issues with, with him and everything else? Sure. But what he is doing and the chaos that he is causing amongst the elite and amongst the establishment is something that I, I feel like if I am going to speak it and give it any type of you know, praise, if I'm going to give it any type of lip service, I got to put my money where my mouth is. And so part of that is rejoining and then giving into and is, again, buying into the what what Elon has planned and trying to do everything that I can to support what he has planned. So, yes, I am planning to, to relaunch uh, sometime tomorrow, most likely, on the first Sunday of Advent, but, again, in a much more limited capacity um and and trying to allow that to be the way that post advent it continues to be in that much more limited capacity so having links be posted right from when i go live posting you know links to videos when when that happens as well and this is not me rejoining all the other platforms either this is again very very specific to wanting to support what elon's doing recognizing that there's a clear attack against him and that I, th- I feel that I am in a place where I am, I feel that I am ready to jump back into the fray. Um, which again, it, it's interesting because when I nuked those platforms, it wasn't a, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, temporarily get rid of it. No, I nuked them. I think I had 11,000 followers on Twitter. That's gone. Uh, so it, it's not like a suspension, right? Where, you get reinstated and then your followers get brought back. It's no, no, basically it, it's, it's that entire account's gone. Um, and so that'll be officially relaunched tomorrow. And if, if you are really looking into it, I mean, it's the same Twitter handle that I had previously uh, that I was able to, to get, haven't done anything with it, but it is available, but I, I will be actually promoting it tomorrow. And um, yeah, so, and again, I want to say, I want to say thank you to everyone who had supported me in getting rid of uh, the platforms in general and all the support as well. And again, as I said, I'm not rejoining to do the same thing all over again. It's no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it right this time, starting off fresh, starting off no followers um, and, and really trying to, uh, to the very best of my ability, help support what, what Elon's doing. Because he needs people to be on the platform, active, showing investors, hey, this this is a growing platform um, with the Twitter blue. I, I know that he had suspended it for a while because there was an issue with verification. But when that eventually gets reopened as well, again, showing that that can be monetized, I think is an important thing. So, yeah. Um, but with that being said, before I get back into the actual uh, comments, let me go ahead and pull up my... Uh, 
my little box office window because we're going to we're going to talk about some box office, all right? Cuz it is in the title of the video. And so I did say this, all right? So for those wondering, these numbers, all right? Third Friday is what we currently have for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. As you can see, it has now and actually did uh, several days ago at this point, back on Tuesday, surpassed at the same point in its release the numbers for Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Now, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness went on to make $950 million worldwide. So when I look at this number, all right, this is the domestic, what I see is I see a film that is outpacing that number for Doctor Strange. And because it is outpacing it, what I then see is if it continues to outpace it, you know, right now it's about a $20 million difference. Okay, well, where did Doctor Strange end? The end for Doctor Strange's domestic was $411 million. Just already comparing that to where, again, 411, that was at the end of its run. At the same, right, right now it's at 339, Black Panther. So... The fact is, this movie is going to easily make more than Doctor Strange domestic. How much more is the ultimate question. I think, based off of its pacing 20 million ahead at the same point of release, I'm thinking between 450 and 500 million domestic by the end of its run. Sounds about right to me. You then look to that international number, all right? And this is where it's got a little bit more of a difficult job, right? Right now, internationally, it's at 279.2. Doctor Strange ended around 540. So I do think there is a scenario and we'll know more tomorrow when the numbers update, because I think by tomorrow it's going to be well over $300 million international. And so then the question is how much over 300 is it? And is 400 million in the cards? Because if $400 million international becomes something that's in the cards, how much more domestically does it make versus Dr. Strange? And therefore how much over $900 million does it potentially get? Those are things that I think are well worth considering. The fact is, this film has passed $600 million internationally. Right now, it's at $620 million. As I said last weekend, and I said in my uh, box office preview that I that I was able to upload before leaving for Pensacola for my break, um, for, for my vacay, as it were, I mentioned saying, I think that there's a good chance the film gets to $700 million, or at least close to $700 million, by the end of this weekend. So tomorrow we'll get some box office updates and I'll do my box office breakdown at the, at the usual time for Geeks and Gamers and for, for OMB reviews. And I would not be surprised if $700 million is what that end total ends up being. The reason why that's significant is because, remember, when you look to another MCU film that came out this year, Thor Love and Thunder, that film capped out at $745, $750 million. Doctor Strange capped out 952. So based off of the numbers that we're looking at, it seems then that the chances of the movie making more than Thor Love and Thunder, it's it's essentially guaranteed. There's not, there really is not a place where the film doesn't pass at the very least that movie. And so then it becomes, okay, well, how much does it go past it? Well, 50 million sounds reasonable. So, okay, looking at a minimum of 800 million, but then also recognizing, hey, right now it's pacing well ahead of even Doctor Strange at the same point in its release by about 20 million. Okay, well, percentage-wise, how would that look if that same percentage difference continues going forward? And Lord knows it'll be an even higher number once the actual weekend numbers 
uh, get get put in as well once we get those Saturday Sunday numbers, because then you get to that that scenario where by the end of this weekend, in fact, you could have Black Panther actually having more than the entire total of Doctor Strange, theoretically. Uh, do I think it's going to happen? No, I would say that this film is going to get very close to $400 million domestic by the end of this weekend. Very, very close will it be. So, again, how close to $700 million is it going to be after the end, of the end of this weekend? How much difference is that between it and Thor Love and Thunder at the same point in its release? Again, I think enough to guarantee at least another $100 million, at least. And then also... Where does this film fall tracking-wise up against Doctor Strange's International? Because if the film is, again, it's already going to, if the trajectory continues, and I don't see it not continuing in this way, it's already going to make more than Doctor Strange Domestic. If it's tracking to make as much, or almost as much, internationally, you're seeing why 900 million plus is still in the cards as well. Do I think it's going to be enough to make it to a billion No, I don't think there's enough gas in the tank as of the recording of this video. As of this live stream, I don't think there's enough gas in the tank. We have to wait until we get the numbers for tomorrow, right, to see how close to $700 million or higher it is. And then in addition, what is the drop-off like next weekend post-Thanksgiving? Because these numbers are obviously inflated because we have a lot of people off from school, off from work, and therefore we have higher numbers, right? Thanksgiving, we always see these higher numbers coming in. We also, though, have numbers that are far below what typical Thanksgiving numbers tend to be. So it's not like Black Panther is making record-breaking Thanksgiving numbers, at least according to, to Deadline. I was looking at an article from them. But looking at these numbers here, I mean, $18.2 million dollars. For a Friday, right? 125% increase. Compared to last week, it looks like it was around a 1% increase. Increase, Only been out for 15 days. But also here you have Strange Worlds. $11.9 million after three days of release. Strange World costs roughly around, what, $150 million or so? To be honest, I've heard two different numbers given. The one that seems more reliable, though, is the $180 million. That's, that sounds about right, and it comes from um, basically the $135 million that was reported first came from Deadline, and then I believe it was either Variety or Hollywood Reporter reports it costing close to $180, and they seem to have much more reliable reliability when it comes to numbers, so it would not surprise me if that's a more actual number. In either case, the film needs to make well over $300 million worldwide to break even. It's, it's not getting anywhere close to that. So, so this movie is set to be, a, again, a massive, massive flop. And then some are also talking about Glass Onion, Knives Out, because it's getting, again, Netflix release, but it's got a very limited release. It's per theater numbers, very good. So a lot of the uh, news sites are saying, oh, look at Gla- Knives Out 2. Oh, man, it's doing really well. And granted, yes, for the theaters that it's out at, it's per theater number. Hey, it's, it's, it is doing well in those theaters. But the issue, of course, is that Netflix paid a lot of money for that movie. How do they quantify a, a success? Because it's not going to come from the box office. They're, they're not giving this a full theatrical release. It's going to be on Netflix uh, exclusively um, after this initial release. And so you're looking at, okay, maybe making 
a few million dollars in the box office, maybe what, max 50? I think that's being generous. I don't know if there's any worldwide numbers yet or if it's going to get even an international release. So then, okay, how do they define whether or not it has made its value or it's made its money back for them on their platform? Is it the amount of new subscribers that they get, the amount of subscribers that are staying? And I mentioned this before, this is the biggest problem when it comes to tracking anything online, anything that is uh, that is a streaming service show or movie as far as financial success. Because how do you quantify what is a net gain for them? Because it can't just be the watch time. It can't just be the watch hours because how exactly does that get them money? It's not like there's advertisements playing throughout the movie. It's it's not like there is any really monetizable data that they can really get from that. At least, again, just not my expertise. But it is interesting to say nonetheless. And so we'll be following these numbers. And again, we'll do a full box office breakdown next weekend. But I wanted to cover this briefly to say that Black Panther is doing very well. As I said, $619 million worldwide. Also, if you look at this, you can now see it's got enough of a bump to where it's about to, it's looking like it's going to get back to the shaded area. So some people were saying it's well underneath the historical standard. Well, it looks like it's about to bump right back into that. And even outside of it, it was doing well enough to, to break even, right? At $619 million, this film will break even this weekend because it only needed to make $625 million. And it's going to get well over that. It's going to be well past that number. So we're talking about net gains, basically, from this point going forward. Whereas Strange New World, or rather Strange World, I don't know why I keep saying Strange New World. Strange World, yeah, not looking good. Even this poster looks, looks awful. I don't know what they were thinking putting this movie out other than they realize this film isn't going to get any traction if we put it out. My thought is they thought if we put this out on Disney Plus, no one's going to watch it by any means. If we at least put it out in theaters over Thanksgiving, maybe it gets enough. Maybe it gets enough of a, a domestic showing to be able to make money. But who knows? Anyway. So those are the box office numbers that stand. Let's get back into the chat. And uh, let's start off with Odyssey. All right. We, over on Odyssey 12 minutes ago, thanks for your patience, says, what kind of goodies did you have for Thanksgiving? I'm glad I didn't go to mine's. It was at my grandmother's. Aunt made him wait outside, even though they wore a mask but had slight cold. Don't want to imagine what they'd done to me not being... Oh, we... I can't believe there are families that are still doing that garbage. That's so stupid especially when all of the data is available that wearing those, like, again, the typical mask that most people wear does effectively nothing. I'm not a doctor, by the way. I just want to make it very clear. I'm not a doctor. Consult your own medical practitioner. But the data is available. Even the CDC has to admit, yeah, really, the cloth masks that most people wear, yeah, not really all that effective. So, yeah, as far as the goodies go, uh, we had mac and cheese. We had turkey. White and dark, delicious. We had stuffing. We had, you know, basically just traditional stuffing. Um, we also had some mashed potatoes. We had homemade bread rolls, which were uh, just delightful and buttery, sweet, good. Oh, so good. Um, and and then my my mother in law makes delicious chocolate chip cookies, and so I had some 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 great chocolate chip cookies. It was all fantastic. Um, so yeah, lots of really great goodies and lots of leftovers. In fact, 
I had like a small snack before this because I was again dealing with the headache that is trying to set up this 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 mocha coaxial adapter. Um, hopefully, I can figure that out this weekend. But um, yeah. The Abomination tagged as well to say people should make parodies of the nonsensical design choices of Wakanda Forever. Have a short clip that includes characters opening a door, but they use a DJ booth and mallets to open the door. I bet something like that would take off as a meme. Oh, I'm sure people are already do are already doing it. It wouldn't surprise me if people had already started to do things like that. But yeah. One of the many problems with Wakanda Forever, yeah, for those that have not seen it, in order to open up the the, the border wall, basically, like the magical, uh, mystical border fence that they have, yeah, the way they open it is by playing water bongos next to what is very clearly meant to look like a, a DJ booth. <laughs> oh, it's bad. Oh, it's, it's, it's awful. Back over on... Rumble, hail to the Rumble people. Kincaid Rumsky says, I may not have been here all the time, and I have to watch Footsie. I may not be here all the time, as I have to watch Footsie on the telly with my tea and crumpets. Oh. Oh, really? <laughs> Raffles, what's going on? What's going on, Raffles, 7892? Thank you for being in the chat. All right, back over to YouTube. It put Lanes, he says, not much of a movie guy, but me and some online buddies watched 1917 last week. Exceptional work of art. Good showcase of the fact that war is hell. Agreed. Agreed. Good film. Um, it, it's not my favorite of the war films, but it's definitely a strong as far as the most recent ones. Uh, Kimberly G. Uh, oh, no feel bad. Disparu tried to get through Andor. He gave up after episode four. He was so bored. Exactly. Brightburn. Uh, do you like Breaking Bad in spite of El Camino? Yeah, I thought El Camino was fine. El Camino, I thought, was actually a... its a It was just a longer episode of Breaking Bad, and it was a good conclusion to the story for, for Jesse Pinkman. I thought, it, I thought it was fine. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Ms. Martin muses what's going on. Welcome. No, that, uh, that was a while back, but as you all know, or should know at this point, I do fall... Around 20 to 30 minutes behind in the chat, sometimes longer. So please do not multi-post, as I will get to your comment as long as you have tagged me correctly. At Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin lets me know you're trying to get my attention. Anyway. Let's see. General Winkster is in the chat. What's going on? Hail to you. Um, your comments not being blocked. I, I saw it right there. Rob D. Tassay, sports has never really been entertaining to me. Now, if Quidditch or pod racing were real, what do you mean? Of course they're real. Of course they're real. Rob D. Pick up any 4Ks on Black Friday. I got Commando for my birthday yesterday. Very nice. Very nice. As I said, I was kind of like shopping uh, all over the place. So I, I honestly forgot what I, I picked up. Most of what I picked up, though were for future giveaways, uh, mostly for my Keep It The Bifrost uh, people on Patreon Subscribestar. So let's see, I picked up three copies. This was a, a more recent one. Three copies of Edge of Tomorrow on 4K, three copies of Everything Everywhere All at Once on 4K, three copies of uh, Last Night in Soho, because that was great. Uh, two copies, this was a, a pre-order I had done prior to Black Friday, two copies of the 4K Steelbook of Pulp Fiction, so again, those are mostly for the um, for the giveaways, and then I was also able to pick up some films over at Best Buy as well. 
So let's see. Uh, three copies of The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent on 4K Steelbook. Uh, three copies of It's a Wonderful Life on 4K. Uh, three copies of Nobody on 4K as well. And uh, yeah, so those are my pickups. So again, nothing too crazy, but a lot of it was that I saw that there were a lot of really cool looking movies that um, I thought either people would enjoy or that people should be able to enjoy. So yeah. JKDBuck76, hail to you, master of gaming in the chat. Amazing baking soda text say, totally skipping the World Cup. FIFA has gone woke. So now I'm watching the 15-day Japanese sumo tournament. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, and again, I have no love for FIFA whatsoever, but there's just something amazing about what those players do to train for those moments. And then also, when the teams themselves go woke, it's great when there's some schadenfreude going on, right? If you... Uh, if anyone was paying attention, there was a, a team, it may have even been Germany, where they did some political stunt prior to their game, and then they ended up like losing or tying. Or One of the teams ended up doing that, and it was like, see, you know what? That's that's why I think that this is great, because when it's similar to the Women's World uh, Cup team, right? They were When they were very political, they ended up not winning, and they ended up having people from their own country booing them and cheering against them, so... You know, when moments like that happen, it just makes it uh, much more fun, too. Master Gaming, thoughts on Jawick Chapter 4 trailer? I, I have not seen the most recent one, but everything that I have seen looks great. Rosie G, does it really need saying? If I see a person in a wheelchair, I don't expect them to rise for the anthem, just like I don't, uh, just like I didn't, I just, just like I don't expect then. Exactly. Exactly. But as I said, it, it all comes down to, again, it's not about if it was all about just trying to be inclusive and respectful. That's one thing. But when it's something where it's like, you know, that they didn't just do this out of some random action. There was some committee and it was probably some group that's, you know, got some acronym next to it about, you know, working against ableist and ableist agendas. And it's like, come on, people get over it. JKD Buck, no World Cup for me either. If I wanted to watch a guy struggle for an hour to make a point or two, I'd watch Joel Olstein. Dang! Rosie G says, just like I don't expect a person in a wheelchair to kneel at mass. There doesn't need to be an announcement. No, there does not. Minnesota Hockey Fan says, I like I like soccer, skipping because of being in Qatar. Yeah, ex exactly. As I said, I completely respect that. Uh, Gary Banjo Sandwich says, Odin rejoins the carnage. Yes, yes. On a limited basis, but yes. Uh, we'll be rejoining uh, your average patriot nerd. What is going on? Hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you for being here. Sandy Sandy is in the chat as well. Victor Fontaine. Did I say you have to come back to Twitter just for mine and Tom Connors physical media tweets? Uh, it is again. I, I definitely think that what I uh, had mostly used it for what I, what I plan to still use it for is to follow news, news updates, things like that. Uh, but as I said, I, I think rejoining during this time. And again, main motivation there is try to support what, what Elon Musk is doing with the platform. Um, and he's a very clearly is a coordinated attempt to try to destroy what he is trying to do with it. And so if I can just in a very small way, um, you know, try to fight against that, I, I will. And to do that also at the start of, of Advent, um, you know, after this stream, one of the things I'm going to do other than try to again troubleshoot the whole thing going on with the <laughs> with, with the Mocha adapters, is to uh, work out an, an an advent plan to actually have an official plan as it starts tomorrow. And part of that's going to be okay. 
if I'm going to rejoin coming back to the platform, um, how am I going to do it in a way that's balanced? And I, I think I've been able to figure out a way to, to keep those things balanced in, in that capacity. Um, so yeah. Uh, Ryan Liu tag to say, do you think Wakanda forever will hit a billion? I think I kind of answered that question already. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, you know, I said 800 million minimum. That's bare, bare minimum. Um, based on the numbers that I'm seeing, I personally think between 850 and 950. I think end result will be somewhere between 850 and 950. Um, that that seems to be a very healthy range. It's actually a little bit higher than um, the low end of my own projections. Um, basically, my projections are based off of what are typically bad work, you know, bad scenarios. So most films will make, you know, at the very least 70 percent of their entire box office. Uh, within the first two weeks, that's usually a bad sign because that means it makes the vast majority of its money and then it t- t- tapers off. We're not really seeing that to that extent with with Black Panther. We still have to wait a little longer to see exactly how close it gets. Um, but if it gets to that 60% threshold, you're looking at the film getting to upper 800 mil. Um, in fact, let me go ahead and uh, pull up my chart for anyone who is interested. If you go to my website, ombreviews.com, um, you can check out, um, let me go ahead and pull that up for everybody. So if you go to ombreviews.com and click on box office tracking, uh, it has here, uh, the different numbers. And so based off of the fact that after two weeks, it was at 546.3, my projections were, it would make somewhere between 780 and a billion with the average being 936.5. What this means is that if the first two weeks, so if that over 500 million, after two weeks internationally, if that ends up being 60% of its box office, that means the final number is 936.5. So I think you can see why we're seeing these very strong numbers. We're seeing these very strong drops. So the chance of it getting closer to that 60% is, is a much uh, a higher likelihood, right? I have not updated this with the most recent numbers. As you can see, this has not updated, but as I said, after this weekend, when I update this chart tomorrow, it's going to have broken even based off of the numbers that we have available to us. But getting back to those percentages, just to give a little bit of a uh, you know of, of, of a comparison. So let us go back to another DC film. So for instance, Thor: Love and Thunder. Thor: Love and Thunder had massive drop-offs after its initial release. So this movie ended up making 66% of its entire box office in the first two weeks. So again, that's 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 pretty normal. The average is 60%, but it's still normal. So it's not great numbers. It's on the weaker side of it because it's, again, closer to a 70% number, right? Whereas you have a film like Where the Crawdads Sing, it actually had a huge exponential growth from its initial release, and that's why this number is much lower at 32%, because that means that it almost tripled what it made in the first two weeks of its release. Now let's compare this to another film from the MCU. And let's see. Let's see if I can find it because my brain, my brain is broken. My brain is broken. I'm looking for Doctor Strange 2. So Doctor Strange 2, as you can see, look, it made 272 million. That was net profit, net gain. But look at that number. Did much worse had a much higher and steeper drop-off percentage-wise than even Thor Love and Thunder. And so because, again, remember the comparison between this and, and Black Panther that I showed you earlier. Because we are seeing Black Panther tracking better domestically. 
and and not too shabby internationally. That is why I think it's going to perform better than Doctor Strange. It's going to perform better, and it already is in many respects performing better than what we, what we saw for Thor: Love and Thunder. And that's why I think somewhere between seven fifty and nine fifty, but ultimately because of where it's going to end up this weekend, it's really more realistically between eight fifty and nine fifty. So so does it beat Doctor Strange? I don't know if it's going to match the international number. I think domestically it's going to it's going to easily pass it. Maybe even this weekend, if not next weekend. Um, the entire domestic for Doctor Strange. But again, this number here is the first two weeks. So the first two weeks accounts for 72% of the final number. So for anyone wondering what, what these numbers mean, that's why Top Gun Maverick, for instance, had massive legs. And so therefore the first two weeks didn't really account for a huge portion. <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, so that's the reason why I think that things are actually looking pretty good for that movie. Now, historically, compared to everything else, yeah, I think it's a big problem. Or I think rather that we should obviously still also call it out as being not as good as what other films had been. But anyway, over on Rumble, King Ken Rumsky says, I don't understand. You're using cables to adapt your coffee machine to make mochas? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I'm doing. No, no, no. Obviously, it's a joke. But I, I definitely... Um, yeah, just to clarify, so you know how a lot of houses have the coaxial cable, right, for, you know, plugging into your TV to get cable? Well, no one really uses coaxial cables that much anymore, but they've discovered this, and it's been around for a while, this technology where you can utilize these adapters to send an Ethernet signal, so Internet, through your coaxial line, and then therefore, instead of having to get new Ethernet ports rewired throughout your entire house, instead you can just use the already existing ports. So I got these, plugged them in, and there's no communication between them. So obviously I still need to do some troubleshooting there. Um, but anyway, that, that's why I was doing it in the first place. But I appreciate your joke, King Kane Rumsky on Rumble. Over on Odyssey, let us see what is going on over there. Uh, let's see. The last tag was from Von Nation. says, I know Shadversity is annoyed by the John Wick trailer uh, showing the use of nunchucks. Wish I could watch his initial reaction. I, I mean, again, I don't mind it at all. I think it's fun. We, I tried watching the new uh, trailer for Avatar 2, and multiple things kept turning me off. Maybe that is a good thing. I don't have to waste money on overpriced tickets and losing three hours. Yeah, I'm dreading having to watch that movie, but I hope it fails, obviously. We says, I watched the Wednesday Adams Netflix series. Four episodes were directed by Tim Burton. They weren't that good. I feel like he has lost his flair. Well, also, I remember when they were doing initial... Um, when the initial reports for that series came out, there was some conversation being brought up, maybe even by the lead actress, about her feeling that it's so important that Wednesday is played by a Hispanic woman. I don't really <laughs> get that. Um, but yeah, let's just say it definitely made me uh, question ever wanting to watch it. Um, let's see. Input latency. Time to say, be wary of Elon. His current Twitter PFP is him in his Halloween costume of a satanic warrior. Oh, no. I, as I said, I, I don't trust him. I wouldn't trust him with my child. It's more of the what he is doing with the platform, bringing people back um, and driving the, these cult members insane is something I think that's that's worth uh, praising. Uh, Michael Lacka says, have you paid any attention to The Chosen at the box office? Um, not really. Uh, one, I don't watch The Chosen. I've looked into it. I don't really have an interest in it. In the, I really don't have an interest in The Chosen, to be honest. Um, I, I've, I've heard great things about it, 
But as a Catholic, especially, I just there's a lot of things I've also heard that I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> there seem to be taking some some liberties with some presentations of some of the characters that I I don't think are historically accurate slash legitimate slash you know orthodox to say the very least. So that's one thing. And then secondly, it's a fathom event. So I actually mentioned in my box office breakdown this last weekend saying it has a very it had a very good performance um, theater to theater. But ultimately, I'm not going to be tracking because it's not a mo- it's not a premiere that is going to have a long term release. It's a specialty release, so it's it's already done what it was supposed to do, which was hey, it did well theater to theater. Christians showed up to go and watch it, but I don't have issues or I, I don't have real interest in the in the series itself. I, I've never watched an episode, and um, I remember tried watching an episode, and I, I just wasn't drawn into it. There are much better, I would rather one, read scripture, or two, um, watch something like The Passion if I wanted to uh, watch something that I thought was a little bit more on the nose. Uh, let's see, JKD Buck says, all I hope for is my kid doesn't ask me to take him to see Avatar 2. Oh, yeah, well, hopefully the trailers keep people away. Uh, Laura says, oh, forgot to mention that several people in my theater groaned when the Avatar trailer came on. Well, that makes me happy. That is the reason why I I really hope the film flops. I don't think it will, but if it did, oh, you would find no happier person than I. Hannibal Grimm says, Fossey, Fossey, Fossey. Yes, 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 yes. Fred Farkle in the chat. What's going on? Soul Assassin checked out uh, Mexican Iron Man's Wakanda rant on Mead, said it was bad. Oh, no, it's bad. Don't worry. Wakanda Forever is a bad movie, but the fact still remains the film is making money, and is set to make its money back. Now, I know that there are other people who follow the box office who say, well, it actually needs to make $800 million to break even. And the main issue that I have with, with that is, one, they, they're using a different metric than I. And I think that, again, I respect them. People like Valiant Renegade, for instance, is a great YouTuber. I, I think that his work is, is very solid. The one thing, though, that they don't really account for and what they're not really doing is they're not really projecting out how much the film's going to make by the end of the run. And if they do, the numbers that they're coming up with don't make any historical sense. So that's why when I bring up the the charting that I bring up and, and the numbers right in the first two weeks, like this is something that I have used and developed for many years. And if you go down that chart, you'll see the vast majority of movies fall somewhere in that line. In fact, it, I, I've averaged up all of the movies. The Guess what the average, the total average is? Around 60%. <laughs> so there is a reasoning to the madness of, of, of the charting for the actual projections of total box office that I use. So when I'm hearing some of the numbers that they throw out, I say, I don't think there's a whole lot there there, man, because it's kind of ignoring some of these other things that, again, I think the charting that I use would, would probably help. I would say the main disagreement, and ultimately there's just, we're not going to get past this, is is we have different metrics for determining what the break-even point for a movie is. And the reason why I have an issue with, with the other metrics that are oftentimes used by other channels is that they, again, have good sources, meaning they, they go, for instance, to the tax returns given by AMC Theaters. Okay, that that's a, I think that is a good place to go. I, I think that you can get some good information there. It doesn't account, though, for, one, the nuance of the box office 
within the first two weeks and how much money is received from that. But even more so, it doesn't account for all of those extra tax deductions. And so you have the additional cost that people always bring up. Let me just put it this way. People always try to bring up additional costs. Well, the marketing obviously costs more. I mean, you're hearing some reports that the, the marketing could have been even twice as much as what it normally is. Oh, okay. Well, what's the number for how much money they're getting from the product placements in their movie? Do you have that number? Oh, what about some of the other revenue streams that these movies always ultimately get? Do you have the numbers for that? You don't? Okay. Because if you go so far to the weeds with these numbers, you start to realize, oh, there really isn't a good way of getting an exact number. So the 60% that I use, that threshold, it is based off of, again, the own research that I did into these numbers, looking into all of these things, and I found that to be really the fairest metric. Is it always universally going to be exact as far as, you know, how much money it needs to make to break even exactly? No. Is it going to be roughly what it needs? Yeah. And I just saw someone mention it. So Avatar does not need to hit $2 billion to break even. And here's why. They gave James Cameron a billion dollars to make all of the Avatar films he's making. Okay. So that means all of the Avatar films collectively, without the first one, because obviously that was already taken care of, but all of the new ones collectively together need to make roughly $2.5 billion worldwide. All right, that first movie is going to make a billion, at least. I'm just saying that right now. And I think there's a good chance that the, the, the second one, technically the third one in the franchise, probably also gets close to a billion as well. So I think within the first two movies, it's already going to have made its money back. I hope it doesn't. It'd be awesome. If that film ends up being a massive flop, as far as the grand scale is concerned, that would be phenomenal. But no, this new Avatar film does not need to make $2 billion to break even. Because the production budget is around $200, $250 million. Because the billion that they gave to James Cameron was split up amongst all of the movies. So, okay, you take what? Is it four or five movies he's making? Okay, divide the billion by that. Okay, that's how you get the production budget. Typical marketing cost, 1.5 times the budget. Okay, I have that. Take into account the typical cut for film. Okay. We're talking more so about maybe closer to $800 million to break even. Maybe. I'll have to look at the numbers when we actually have them in front of us. Um, it's a little too early for that one. But no, $2 billion for this specific film? No. I don't know why that's being spouted. The only truth to the $2 billion number is if you look at the entirety of all of the Avatar films together. Because, yeah, if you're going to spend a billion dollars on all of them, then, yeah, 2.5 times that budget of a billion dollars, 2.5 billion, is the break-even point for all of them collectively. So let's say this new movie gets to $2 billion. That means, oh, all of the other ones together only need to make collectively... $500 $500 million to make back the money initially. So. All right. Mike Jackson, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Kimberly just says the rant is epic. Again, it's a terrible movie. So I, I respect anyone going after the actual story because ugh, it's so bad. JKD Buck says sumo rocks. Glad you enjoy it. Yeah. Keck 44. Thank you. Yeah. It was Japan that beat Germany. Yep. Um, the Red Ranger says Germany did a protest during the start of their match against Saudi Arabia and lost to one. Okay. 
I'm hearing different things from different people. I forgot which one it actually was. All right. We got about 15 minutes left. Let's see. Father Lucas says, hey, y'all. Hope you're having a great day. I overslept. What did I miss? Oh, you missed everything. You missed everything. There it is. Red Ranger fixed it. My bad. It was during their match against Japan in law. Okay. We got clarification there. Um, let's see. Do you think Avatar is going to make $2 billion to make profit? Again, collectively, all of the Avatar films need to make $2.5 billion Because, again, okay, all the films given a billion. The break-even point for most films is 2.5 times the budget. Okay, so if all the films cost a billion dollars collectively, 2.5 billion then is the break-even for all together collectively. Anyway. Oh, Argentina lost. Oh, man. Oh, they're out then. Yeah, I was on the road, so I missed all of it. I need to catch up on those games. Average Patriot Nerd says, I don't live in Minnesota currently, though. Oh, you don't live in Minnesota? Father Luca, waking up to statistics. It's the best time to wake up. Kimberly G, lots of Minnesota representation here. I lived outside Rochester when I was a kid. Oh, a lot of Minnesotans here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I apologize. Your average patriot nerd says, out east currently. That's that's a little cryptic. Your average patriot nerd says, New England. Oh, everyone's sharing where they came from. Uh, father says, hopefully I will soon begin learning to celebrate the Vetus, uh, the Vetus Ordo. Yes, Father. I pray that you're able to uh, learn it. Uh, I pray that you're able to do so without um, any type of chicanery from any bishops. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely be praying for you, Father, as, as you learn uh, the Vetus Ordo. Something I wish Father Christopher Miller, shout out to Father Christopher Miller. I always say he is the chaplain of the channel. It would be great great uh to hear them uh rather it'd be great if he could learn also the Vet the, the vitus ordo as well see orange review says didn't cameron say that avatar 2 needs to make 2 billion to break even it's an automatic flop again i don't know what cameron said all i know is what we were told is he was given a billion to make all of them so i take that number work that individually or rather, as a whole, and, and I, that's where I come up with the $2.5 billion for all of them together. Um, I'll have to look and see what the actual... So let's see. Since, since it seems to be a topic that people care about. Because again, as I said, um, he was given a billion uh, for all of, all of them together. So let's see. Right now, over on... Over on <laughs> Wikipedia, this is what's being reported as of right now. It says, doo -doo -doo, the film's theatrical release has been subject to repeated delays, um, though the latter two would depend on commercial reception of Way of Water. Okay, yeah. So it's planned for a release on December 16th with the uh, following three. So yeah, four movies. Now, here's what's interesting to me, because the initial reporting was that he was given a billion dollars for, so, four movies. So, I, I look to that, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I know that's not where you thought it was going, but, okay. So, that means that he should have spent $250 million on each of those. I believe my math math is is, is, is correct there. So if he's saying that if they're reporting that this first film 
costs 400 million, that might be why you're hearing these higher numbers. But let's go to that high end there of 400 million dollars. Okay, if it is that, that means that this first film would need to make a billion dollars to break even, which is still quite insane. It's still quite insane because that if that's the break even, but then it also raises the question: Okay, he was given a billion. Is he just spending all of it up front, and is he going to get more? That is, I think, going to be uh, the most interesting thing of all of this. Because, as I said, he was given a billion initially. So does does that mean that <laughs> he's going to? be getting more because he's overspending because then it's going to be well over 2.5 billion if, if that is indeed the case all right i'm not seeing what's being mentioned here uh this is talking about the release the runtime the sequels wave water is first of four start filming simultaneously um, although the last two sequels have been reportedly greenlit, Cameron stated in November, let's face Avatar 2 and 3. If Avatar 2 and 3 don't make enough money, there's not going to be a 4 and 5. Confirmed 2018, they're making 2 and 3. They're going to see if people go and see them, and then they'll make 4 and 5. So wait a minute. So, <laughs> dear, dear Lord. Oh, uh, let's see. Confirmed both 4 and 5 are being developed but have not been officially greenlit. So he said four and five are not only greenlit, but also a third of avatar four has already been filmed. Yeah. Yeah. So again, he was given a billion for these four, but if he had to spend $400 million, meaning he had to spend an extra, what 150 million more than what he should have spent on it. Oh my Lord. But yeah, uh, based off of what was being reported there for this specific film, all right, for Avatar 2, this is what is being reported. All right. At the high end, it needs to make a billion dollars to, to break even. So that $2 billion number, again, I just... Uh, for sci-fi, I saw the Avatar 2 trailer and was just wondering why the humans don't just drop bombs from orbit. Who goes across the galaxy to cause trouble and bring a boat to do it? <laughs> it's a great question. Uh, there's a lot of things that don't make sense about Avatar, to say the very least. Uh, Rosie G says, we can't find a better use for the billion that Cameron got. We can't um, maybe even feed some people to still make some movies. I realize the studio is not a uh, charity, but I still don't get it. I don't get what, again, look to all of the MCU and Warner Brothers DCEU releases. They all have, what, 200 plus million dollar budgets? Yeah. You think about how a lot of those films end up either not making their money back or barely making their money back. Yeah, you're, you're looking at a scenario where... You, you have a lot of money that could have gone to much better causes, as you mentioned some of them there. But then also, you would have had enough to make an actual good movie without it. It's ridiculous. Uh, see, Father Lucas says, I missed everything you say. No, Vader Luke. Uh, and all the possible sounds in the possible world. Yeah, you missed pretty much everything. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. Happy Thousand says, Argentina lost, but fortunately for them, it's not the elimination match yet. No, 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 no. But um, at least the commenta- the commenters were saying if they if they were to lose this match, 
that that would mean essentially that they that they are done. Um, I guess unless there are other things going on. Let's see, FIFA World Cup. Let me see where they are. Let's see the points. Let's let's pull up the points. So no, Argentina they have a win and a loss. So they yeah, they have 3 points. So that means that No, that means that they beat Mexico. What are you talking about? They lost the first game, but then they that, that means that cuz they were up against Mexico. That means that they beat Mexico. What are you talking about? <laughs> My goodness. People lying to me. Forever Sci-Fi says, this is how I explain where I'm at. <laughs> Runtime is 192 minutes. Uh, yeah, 192 minutes. It's past three hours. Yeah, I don't want to watch that. I do not want to watch it. Rosie G says, sitting through 192 minutes of Avatar 2 equals torture. Yep. Guess who's probably going to have to go and watch that garbage. You guys picture nerd to say, yes, been chatting with fellow Minnesotans. Uh, born and raised and currently visiting family there. I just don't live there currently. Ah. Uh, Avatar 2, insult in water. Ah. Yes, yes, yes. Please ask English about soccer, as some have no clue. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like I'm getting false information. I mean, I, I knew the games that were going on today. Um, and I have, uh, I have YouTube TV, so it has it where you can watch the key plays to like catch up and watch. So that's what I'll probably also do after the stream. Um, but okay. Yeah. Thank you. Gary Banjo sandwich. Thank you. Okay. So they, so Argentina won against Mexico. Thank you. Yeah. Cause that was the match they had today. That was one I was not able to watch because I was on the road. So again, they had lost their first match winning. This one puts them in a position where they have a chance then to move on. Um, if they had lost today, they would have been done. So, people giving me wrong information. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, Soul Assassin, people are still waiting for you and that Star Wars girl to do the Avatar stream. We have not forgotten. <laughs> I haven't forgotten either. We're supposed to do Avatar stream and The Way of Water. We have very opposing views on those points. Let's see. Over on Rumble. Let's see. Uh, Raffle said to say, do you know how to use a multi uh, a multimeter by chance? Kind of technical, simple, but not technical. So I, I do not, I have not used a multimeter before. Is that about like tracing basically a signal? I know there's tools you can get to basically see if a signal is being sent from one location to the other. Is that what you're talking about? I don't have that currently, but I, I could definitely get one from like Home Depot or something. So yeah, I'm going to try to, again, I, I think one of the things I could also do is that there's a junction box on the outside where the two coaxial cables um, have a junction, but... As I said, I, I looked into it, and it looks like that junction should be compatible. Um, the question, I guess, is are, are they connected somewhere else that I'm just not looking? It's, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. All right, but we're going to start to wrap things up here today, though. Uh, we over on Odyssey says, when Avatar 2 comes out, it's time to support indies and foreign movies if you can get, get at them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I've always been very supportive of indie films um, and some foreign films, too, when I, when I can. Um, and if the story looks interesting, but Red Ranger trying to say the only game that matters is on Tuesday. 
U.S. versus Iran. If we win, USA goes through the knockout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it would be the first win in a World Cup, I believe, for the U.S. men's team. Because I, I believe there was, a, wasn't it the tie they had against England? Wasn't that the first tie that they'd ever had? Which is kind of crazy to think about that, like, or, or I, I exactly forget ex- how all of that stuff, uh, you know, pans out. But it is just, again, it's, it's always very interesting to see those things. Um, and, and, and again, the history, the history and the historical things going on there. Um, but yeah, no, I, I am going to be trying to watch that game as, as much as I possibly can. Cause I forget exactly when it's playing. I'm pretty sure I have school and, and have class when that's, that game's going to be happening. I can't just be letting my students watch it. Some people say, just let your students watch it. No, I got stuff to do. We got stuff to cover. We got two weeks left of school when we get back. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that game because yeah, if they win, they go to the knockout round, and I don't think the men's team has ever been there before. Ty is called a draw. Stop making me laugh. I know it's called a draw, and I know that the field's called the pitch. I know terms. I know things. Uh, what PC, uh, PC do you use to make movies, uh, to make videos? Um, it's a custom. Uh, I, I built it myself. Uh, the video for building it is, uh, is so, it's, it's up there somewhere. Um, and yes, I am, Ryan. Um, you're new to the channel then. I've, I've, I've talked to, I've always been very open about these things. Um, I, I couldn't tell you all the specs that I have on my computer. Um, cause it's, it's a custom made it's, I believe it's the I seven, seven, 7,700 K. Uh, and then it has the 1070 TI graphics card, 32 gigs of Ram. I've upgraded the storage a bit. I have like a terabyte of, um, M.2 SSD, uh, M.2 um, SSD, and then a four terabyte hard drive, mechanical hard drive as well. And then I got fans and such. I don't know if that helps, but um, first salvation of student souls and then football. Exactly. Exactly. Um, students matter first. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to be a wrap, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you all very much. Basically, you loop the reception and test from the input. No short line in is Ker Bluey. Don't waste money. Yeah, as I said, I already bought the stuff because it made it look like it was pretty easy. So what I think I'll probably end up doing is actually testing to see if them next to each other works because that's obviously what I should have done in the first place. Um, and then if that happens, then I'll have to try to troubleshoot where the, uh, where the issue in the line might be coming from. But anyway... Thank you all so much for being here today, uh, today, everybody. This has been a ton of fun. Thank you for the technical help raffles over on Rumble. I'll try and uh, do what I can there. But yeah, everyone who hung out uh, at uh, uh, on YouTube and Odyssey and DLive, no, sorry, not DLive, uh, at YouTube, Odyssey, and Rumble, thank you all so very much. This has been a ton of fun uh, for me. And again, hopefully, we learned a, l- a few things about, about soccer. Yeah, that's right. I called it soccer, football. Um, and also about the box office and all those other things, but yeah, it's interesting to say the very least. Um, either way, the film uh, talking about Avatar needs to make a crap ton of money, crap ton of money to break even. So, uh, I hope everyone has a wonderful rest of their Saturday. Remember tomorrow is the beginning of Advent. So make some plans. Uh, I'm going to be trying to come up with my official plan. I already have some things in mind. Um, for Advent, but come up with some things. And uh, as I mentioned, also early stream, I am going to be returning to Twitter. Um, the profile has already been created. I haven't really done much with it. So if you want to follow it, it's still at OMB Reviews on on Twitter. Um, and it's a brand new account because I, again, I nuked the other one because I was like, I might come back. I, I don't know. Um, but I've been long. I've been 
away long enough for me to have been able to um, address some of the things that were going on with just again my the 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 mental issues with it right as i said i got off of it initially because and all social media for that matter because of the uh, mental health and spiritual health components and so getting back on at the very beginning of of advent is i think actually a perfect timing because it's going to allow me to put limitations on myself not just with twitter but with all things to like technology i'm coming up with a plan to limit my overall technology use in general um, but yeah, really the motivation for it is that I want to be able to support what Elon Musk is doing. Um, and also at the same time, I know there's still, been a ton of people who've reached out saying, Hey, I really wish you were still available. Um, just to be able to, to, to be able to reach out and, and stuff like that. So again, I'll be available. I'll be on, but it's not going to be, <laughs> Father Lucas says, you were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance to social media. That's the thing. That's, that's the thing, father. That's what I want to do. You know? I want to I want to be able to bring balance through a more balanced use. And that's why I think tying it into my own spiritual growth and journey through the season of Advent is the best way to do that. Um, but I do appreciate your reference, Father Luca, <laughs> so very much. Uh, but anyway, thank you all so much for being here. I need to head out. Uh, I'll probably grab some some ice cream. I think we might have some. I hope we have some. We'll have to wait and see. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. All right. And uh, as always, God bless. And now for a huge special shout out to all of my November Patreon subscribe star and locals members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with Patreon with Father Luca Illich. Thank you very much, Father. Garrett Searles, Jaime Irie Hymason, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Orange Hat Reviews, who you can check out on YouTube at his channel, Orange Hat Reviews, Rosetta Allen, who also has a YouTube channel that you can check out at Eagle Writer, and Miss Martin Muses, who also has a YouTube channel, Miss Martin Muses, and of course, the amazing Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Tina B, where she hosts the show with Stephanie B, one of my mods and one of my Valkyrie, called Soup to Nuts. Check out Soup to Nuts, and it premieres pretty much every Friday. So again, shout out to all my Patreon people. Also to all my Subscribestar people. Starting off with Matt317. Check him out on Twitch at Matt317. The R. Fast Reaction. Mr. Roy. J-Rod. The Beer Guru. And Zk-Man. And Zk-Man you could check out over at xtheboundaries.co to follow him uh, as he starts his podcast. And also uh, for many of his musical musings as well. Check him out. Very, very talented guy. And then lastly, my locals peeps. We got Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. How about a hockey player? UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson for the win. J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing lore, <laughs> the amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. Thank you all so very much for supporting me. And if you want your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and video, go ahead and check out the top link in the video description below where you get access to that. Also, you get access to special things like giveaways and also uh, exclusive podcasts I do with John the Flick, Big Flickinger, and other guests throughout the month of November and in the previous and, and, and the, yeah, the months to follow as well. And again, if any of that sounds interesting to you, especially the 4K giveaways, Steelbook giveaways, some of them that I have to give away this month are films like Starship Troopers on 4K Steelbook, Top Gun Maverick on 4K Steelbook, amongst many others. If that sounds interesting to you, check out the link and follow the instructions down below. Anyway, you guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.